scholarship to go to college. I could have walked on and wrestled 97, but I would have got my ass whooped. Um, and so I ended up playing college ball and then I just, I started coaching and I was actually a head, I became a head coach of a varsity high school team um, at 20 um, while I was still going to school, working full time, playing football. And I was a head and coach for a couple years up there. And then I coached in Maine for, I moved to Maine and I coached um, under uh, Rick DeRocher at Massabesic High, one of the uh, more successful programs in the state of Maine. Um, and I had 27 state champions that I coached and a couple All-Americans and um, and then I went back out to Nebraska to uh, work at Boys Town and I coached out there for a little bit and I worked. Um, my wife and I had, uh, we were house parents for teenage girls. We had 18 teenage girls come through our home and our program in the course of three years. Um, and then uh, we suffered some hardships and our daughter was born with cystic fibrosis, uh, which is a lung and digestive disorder. Um, and uh, um, sorry, no problem. Um, and then uh, I came back to Maine. That, um, we started working at Scarborough as the head coach over there this year. Um, and then and they started talking about cutting the program, and it's it's kind of where we're at now. But this whole pandemic has really hit us hard, and uh, we're actually having to relocate back to Michigan. So, awesome. but we what have they, several coaches up here. The, we have. Se- what are they going to do with the program? Um, we're still trying to fight for. It. They have the thing about this school, this this district is they don't allow volunteers. It's one of the only school districts I've ever heard that doesn't allow volunteers. Um, and we have. I mean, there's plenty of, of people who would volunteer or take um, you know, take the position, and they have. Um, they they just haven't had. The administration, I don't know why administration hasn't allowed volunteers or they have, I don't know, but the, the parents and all the, the, all the wrestlers and the community, they want it. But we had a petition that's gotten, I think, pushing 300 signatures now. Um, and they could still keep the program. I mean, they have, they have coaches that can coach. I mean, they, we had, I had four guys in last year that were willing to volunteer and be in there basically full time and not get paid. And, uh, we had an assistant. We had another guy that, that could have done it. Um, so, I mean, they can keep the program without me there. Um, it's just whether or not they want, you know, they're saying that they have pretty, you know, pretty intense budget cuts coming. And, you know, it's kind of hard to believe because Scarborough is one of the wealthiest communities up here. Yeah. The, the gentleman that has the main wrestling page. So mm-hmm. I was, I, I'm on, um, I've been in Facebook jail for a week. So um, I can only share with the group or my page that I, that I admin. So they've had me kind of um, locked down there. But um, anyway, this is pretty cool because I'm not live. I'm just talking to you now. So I don't know. I can make it sound. I can probably um, at least keep the recording and send it to you or something. So I'm talking to Joe Russo Suarez here. Uh, he was previously with Scarborough High School and he is um, – uh, state qualifier from Nebraska, and he's been coaching so five. So he's just telling us a little bit about what's going on in Scarborough and how the pandemic has uh, affected him. But so, so you're saying that? Uh, so did you play football in Nebraska? Because I was going to ask you, Nebraska football or Nebraska wrestling? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played at a small NAIA school out there called Peru State, about an hour east of Lincoln. So is it is it true that um, you yeah, came I, from Nebraska? The who? Is it true that Kool-Aid came from Nebraska? Yeah, Hastings. Hastings, Nebraska. Uh, Kool-Aid. 
And what about, so, so these questions are good for you because I put down like Kool-Aid or lemonade or raisin pie or key lime pie. I kind of put together those things. That's, <laughs> I was trying to dig deep. How <laughs> oh, cute. Um, I don't know that I would enjoy Rocky Mountain oysters, but that seems like a big thing from down there. But you must, you must get better seafood in Maine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Seafood up here is like is top notch for sure. Top shelf. Um, yeah, you get, you get a lobster up here for eight bucks. You guys go out to Nebraska, they give you a frozen one for 20. <laughs> but going back to Michigan, I don't think that's a terrible thing. I mean, that the, the economy there has really taken a turn for the better. Yeah, no, it has. Michigan's, um, especially in the Detroit area, it's, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Like I said, my whole family's out there. My mother, uh, she runs her own home restoration uh, and construction company. Um, I got some, I got some family um, up there that that's uh, doing doing some pretty good work and you know juvenile justice reform and um, you know things like that. So we're, you know, we're, we've been able to find a nice little house and and it's affordable. So I'm living on the East Coast, is especially the Northeast is it's pretty expensive. Um, especially now, you know, so, uh, you know, have you found a place to land and, and maybe coach wrestling or a club or anything yet, or have you not looked? Yep. Um, Detroit, Detroit, uh, central Catholic is one of the, they're, I'm sure you've probably heard of them. Uh, one of the top high schools in the country every year. Um, but I, uh, I've reached out to them and I'm going to hopefully be being able to work out with them and, just be, even if it's just I'm going in there a couple of days a week, just to still be around. Uh, and then I'm going to look at possibly going to, I don't know, there's a couple of different small schools, colleges out there. Um, I'm going to reach out once things kind of get back going and uh, talk about maybe coming in and working with their incoming freshmen and maybe working with kids that have, you know, maybe alcohol or drug addiction problems, or maybe you're coming from at-risk situations where they've, you know, had a parent that's in, you know, kind of similar situations that I grew up in and kind of the field that I've been working in. I've been, I've worked in residential youth care for uh, the last six years. Um, and so I've kind of had a calling to working with, you know, that population of kids. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to kind of continue that. I have a book that I'm working on that uh, we're looking at publishing before Christmas. So um, nice. we've let's got rewind. Let's um, first of all, before I rewind, cause I, I want you to tell me your story again, cause um, I know that <clears throat> it's something that people need to hear also um, and understand that wrestling brought you out of that. But one thing I want to tell you is there's a coach down in South Florida who has a wrestling club called Wrestling U, and he's got one in South Florida, mm -hmm. and I believe he's got one in Michigan. So oh. I don't know if you've heard of Wrestling U. I, I think it, there, he's got a brother that um, that has one there as well. So. I don't know if um, if that's a place you heard of, or I know he's from Michigan and wrestling was big for him up there. So I, I mean, I mm -hmm. can reach out to him too. If you end up needing some help getting landed, you know, landed on your feet. Yeah, no, for sure. That'd be uh, that'd be great. It'd be appreciated for sure. I, uh, again, I left. I'm looking it up right now, but I left Michigan 20 years ago, um, and um, I didn't have a very good reputation. Uh, when I was a kid, I was, I was in trouble all the time. And so um, going back, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the kids that I you know, grew up with you know, back then, there's a few of them that are still around, but a lot of them are, you know, they're, they're not around anymore. So uh, my connected said, I know a lot of people in Nebraska and Maine, but going back home to Michigan, it's, uh, it's been a 
kind of a surreal thing. Uh, but yeah, no, that would be that'd be great. I'd love to, you know, get connected with some guys up there in Michigan. I've, and I'd really like to um, continue working with Nebraska and Maine. They have a thing called the Maine Nebraska Exchange every summer. Uh, they they have their all star teams go back and forth. Uh, and I was talking to somebody, and they were looking at maybe trying to expand that. And uh, you know, that's figured we were going to Michigan, I and mean, that would be a really good state because Michigan is a you know, it's a wrestling powerhouse too. There's all there's always great wrestlers coming out of that state. Uh, you know, it would be a really cool thing to have Maine, Nebraska, and Michigan having kind of a, a summer thing where you know add Michigan to that exchange. I think would be really cool. Yeah, we went up to the Michigan State Grappler or Michigan Grappler, whatever they call it, and uh, mm-hmm. it was fun. We flew into Detroit and then we drove up to Michigan State. But I know. Um, uh, Coach Simmons up there. I spoke to him, and he's got the Simmons, uh, the SAW, so Simmons Academy of Wrestling Club up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what part. I'd imagine it's close to Michigan State because that's where he went to school. But um, yeah, um, I, I know that just because I started this platform 40 days ago, I've gotten to meet some pretty cool people and. Um, you know, I've only been in the wrestling community a couple of years because my son is in ninth grade and he started in seventh grade. So um, I just found a love and a passion for it. And I just started talking about it, you know, but. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing. I mean, it's, we, um, you know, it, 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 people need to realize that this sport is, you know, how, how important that it is. And I mean, it's not a, it's not a very popular sport for some reason. Um, and I think the main is just because it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it's the toughest thing really to do. Um, you know, and, and we all know that you know, doing the hard thing most of the time isn't easy. Um, you know, and, and they're doing the right thing isn't easy either. And, you know, a lot of, for a lot of our kids, you know, you know, wrestling is just, you know, it's, it's not even just a sport. It's a way of life. You know, I think that's the biggest part of it because, you know, you can take your football pads off, you go home, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the same wrestling. It's, it, it, it impacts everything that you do, um, you know, and every, you know, really to your core, it really challenges you as a person. Um, and it's one of those things too, where it's universal, you know, any size weight, you know, any you know, boys, girls, anybody can do it. So it doesn't discriminate against anybody. And, you know, and, it, and it's just you out there, you know? And so I think it's, and it's so necessary for communities to have that sport because, you know, we look, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone between, you know, Nebraska and Maine and all over the country. And, you know, I, I bump into, you know, you know, people and, you know, especially people in positions of authority and, you know, you know, CEOs and, you know, and managers and things like that. And a lot of them are wrestlers, you know, and they, you know, as soon as I start talking about wrestling, they, they get right into it. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of successful people were wrestlers in high school. I'm not saying that other sports don't do that, but wrestling is just something, there's something different about it. Um, and, you know, I, I just, it'd be a shame for, you know, for our Scarborough community to lose that program, but Maine in general, they're, they're cutting programs all over the place. Um, so Maine wrestling is, is kind of under attack. Um, you know, we, we shut down, I think there's about six or seven programs last year that shut their programs down. Uh, oh, that's a shame. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you don't mind, so tell me, um, you had mentioned prior to um, prior to us coming on that um, what wrestling had did has done for you as far as taking you from where um, you had some obviously some tough times as a young man and to where you are now. 
and I know that you write about this because I've researched some articles that you put out and I'd love for you to start, you know, from, okay, the tough, tough stuff you went through to where now you are developing, now you are focused on personal growth and development with our youth and promoting what it creates as far as self-confidence and discipline and mental toughness, physical fitness, self-defense and so on and so forth. And, and what is all that meant to you and meant to the person you've become and, and, and how you're instilling that in, I know you have a newborn, not a newborn, but a young, a young lady in the house now. So um, talk about how getting through tough times has made you the person you are today and, and what you're doing to teach that to our youth. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, growing up, I, I didn't grow up with, with my parents. My, uh, like I said, my mom was a drug dealer, um, you know, drug addict. My father was in prison. Um, and so I, I, I ran to the streets at a young age and I really didn't have any, any guidance and any positive role models. Um, and so, like I said, when I went to, when I, when I went to a group Boys Town, um, wrestling was introduced to me. And at first I didn't, I didn't take to it very well. I didn't want to do it. Um, and I had a coach who, uh, I saw just everything that I thought a man should be as far as just being respectful and being strong and being, um, just the way he carried himself, everything just to a self-respect and the way he treated other people with kindness and, you know, but then at the same time, as soon as we stepped in the wrestling room, he was an animal. You know, he was just hungry and he was fierce and he just was such a competitor, you know, even as an older man. And, I, you know, we had some, I had some of the biggest kids, you know, strongest kids in my, in my high school. I mean, guys that were six foot three, 225 pounds, just solid. And then my wrestling coach was five, six, 160 pounds. He just kicked the mess out of everybody, you know, and then I just saw. I just saw that. I was like, how is that possible? You know? And, and he just put us through the most intense workouts and just, you know, and they, I mean, he just felt like he was killing us every day. And, you know, the one thing that he always just kept telling us was that it's going to get harder than this. Life is going to, you know, throw you know, everything at you. And, you know, no matter what it is, if you get fired from a job, your wife cheats on you, you know, you know, if someone dies, you know, anything, you throw out every single scenario you could think of in life, you know, disease, you know, everything, you know, the comments, sky falling, all this stuff. He would incorporate it all. And he would say, but if you can make it through a wrestling practice and you can make it through a wrestling season with all the stuff that we have to put you through, you, know, you can make it through anything. And you, and you, and you, and you live by that, you know, that wrestling, if we can get through a wrestling season. You can get through anything because of what you put your mind and body through. Um, it, it's like no, nothing else that you'd ever do. Um, and he was a guy that was in the military as well. And so he would, you know, kind of even make those comparisons. And sometimes you would even say that, you know, wrestling practice at a lot of times was even harder than sometimes even times in the military. Um, you know, he would always attribute, you know, being able to make it through the military because he had wrestling and, you know, and all this. And so, um, you know, I really found, and then once I started to find success in wrestling, cause I wasn't good right away. Like most people, I got my ass kicked. Um, but, you know, the more, the more and more I would get just beat on and beat on and made me stronger. And, you know, we always say something, something I always say is steel, sharp and steel. And I had great wrestling partners and I had great kids that, you know, cause the kids that we were, we weren't your typical normal high school kids. We were all kids that, you know, came from broken homes, were in, you know, in, you know, jailed at a young age, addiction problems, molestation, you know, being abused, neglected, you know, as kids. And so they would also, 
tell us that too. That, you know, you you as kids, you, you guys, you know, live through you know drugs and gang violence and you know parents being murdered and you know just all the stuff that we went through as as kids, um, as the kids on my team and I. But uh, he would incorporate that too and say, you know, you guys made it through that. You can get through wrestling. You know, and you can get through this. And you and it would it would inspire us just to continue to be you know, you know, where we can, you know, we're going to make it through. And we would just somehow we found inside of us what we needed to do to get through just life in general. But in, in wrestling became just fun. It was something that, you know, we enjoyed doing and, you know, it was, you know, just, you know, kicking, kicking the hell out of each other was something that you know, we knew we're, we're making each other stronger and maybe not for necessarily the match that was coming, but we all knew that life was going to throw stuff at us in the future. And we all felt like we were preparing ourselves for life. Um, and, and so that's the one thing I try to tell uh, the kids that I coach is that is that life is going to be hard. Life is going to throw things at you that, that are unexpected. And a lot of times you're going to feel like you're alone and that there's nobody with you. Um, you know, even when you have a team around you and your family's around you and you're surrounded by people, sometimes you will feel alone. Um, and it's like wrestling. You know, you can have your team all around you. You can have the support of the, you know, your fans and your family and everybody else, but it's still up to you to go out there in the middle of the mat and perform and to give your best effort and to leave it all out there, win or lose. And we just, I try to incorporate that and, and make that connection with, you know, with life because especially now where people are isolated in their homes and, you know, or in hospitals or in, any other situation where they are and they feel alone and they feel like they can't go anywhere. Um, you know, and they're starting to kind of go stir crazy and life's uncertain. And you, know, you can make so many connections to not only sports, but wrestling specifically just about it's It's about you, you know, in basketball, you know, you need all five guys in football. You need a whole, you know, you need all 11 guys. You need your defense. You need every, you count on so many people um, to, 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 to win. And in wrestling, it's on nobody else, but you. And I think that's one of the most, powerful things about it is that you can't you can't blame anybody else you can't put your failures or your success on anybody else it's all on you and and i think that that's really powerful especially to kids and if you can get that message to them in the right way you know they really they take off and they you know and, and i've seen i've had a lot of kids that you know, have done really really great things in life and as a coach it's really such a good feeling um knowing that that that, that message is being being picked up and it's being spread well it's a powerful story and your story is powerful i have uh i have a gentleman coming on at four his name is richard jensen have you heard of him no so richard jensen was somebody who came out of portland oregon and uh, instead of he was a top wrestler but instead of going to college he went out on the uh, alaskan boats and he got addicted to meth mm. and, it, and they made an espn story about him but he got addicted to meth and ended up addicted for 15 years, ended up doing seven years in prison, losing his mom. And then when he came out, um, he somehow found a way to kick it all and, and went to junior college and ended up at 37 years old, becoming a national champion. So he went from home. Oh, I have heard that. I have heard that story. Yeah. So he's incredible. And now he does camps. I'm sure he'll talk about it. He's got a camp usually every year. I, th- I believe it's canceled because every camp right now is canceled almost. But um, right. But he does a camp where he only allows a certain amount of kids. And, and the stuff you're talking about is taught at the camp as well. It's a wrestling camp, so obviously wrestling is involved. But um, he's also 
talking about addiction and, and how to avoid it and how to stay away from it. And, you know, it only takes once. Like he said, I tried it once and then that was it. You know, I was addicted. Mm -hmm. so that, that whole thing. So that's a cool story. And, and I bet with your story, um, you can be involved in a lot of things he's involved. He just released a book um, called uh, Be a Champion in Life. So it's pretty dope. But uh, man, your, your story is amazing too. I can't wait to see the book and, and, and read it. And, and uh, man, I, I wish you so much luck going over to Michigan. And, and I hope that um, this fight for Scarborough just gets stronger and gets better. And I know, so I'm here talking to Coach Joe Russo Suarez. He's been uh, coaching since 05, coached uh, over 27 state champs. And uh, he was just telling us about how they're trying to save wrestling in Scarborough, Maine, obviously. Uh, like everybody else, they're going through some hard times with uh, cuts, program cuts, and obviously it's affecting teachers like himself who now have to pack up and move out to other states. That doesn't mean that he's still not involved in trying to save wrestling back in Maine, um, but he does have to move back to his home in Michigan. He will be involved in Michigan wrestling there, and he just, he just spoke a lot about uh, what wrestling promotes and creates and how it develops amazing humans and um what a great story you have coach uh, thank you thanks for having me on it's uh it's uh yeah it's it's uh it's a crazy time but like i said we you know we'll all get through it together and uh you know i appreciate what you're doing and creating awareness on you know what wrestling does and, and how it benefits the community i can't i'm, I'm forever grateful to the sport you know, and all of the, you know, the greats that came before and, you know, all the, you know, you know Kale Sanderson and Dan Gable. And you know, I had a chance to meet Jaden Cox when he was in high school at uh, the Virginia Nationals, Virginia Beach Nationals in 2013, uh, his senior year. I got a chance to talk with him a little bit. And, um, and even when he was in high school, you, know, you could just sense that he was just bound for greatness. And, you know, and that we, you know I, I knew then when I watched him wrestle that, uh, you know, that he was something special. And I had a couple of contacts out in Omaha that uh, went to Missouri as well. And um, just, they, just some of the things that they said about, about him and uh, about what he does even just in the community. And, um, you know, just, you know, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a good sport. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing sport. And it's definitely necessary in our community. So thank you. Yeah, man, I, and I, I'm, I'm just having such a good time. And um, it's helped me so much learn about a sport that my son um, and now his little brother is starting to get passionate about. But my, my older son, 14 years old, has just fallen in love with the sport. He watches matches all the time, all day long. He's on mm. Flow and YouTube and all sorts of platforms. And he's telling me about stuff. I'm like, I go to him like, hey, I got this guy coming on. Who is he? <laughs> and he, he starts right. saying, oh, he wrestled here. He wrestled there. He did this. He did that. And I'm like, oh, it's crazy how much he knows and, and uh, just so passionate about watching it and, and learning about it, not just doing it. So, uh, And then just right. the community, it's helped me see how many great parents and people are involved. So it's been unbelievable. So I, I wrote down a, a few questions here, if I can throw them at you before you go. I usually do kind of like a yes or no or, or one answer questions. Are you ready? Yeah. So um, Maine lobster or Florida lobster? 
Oh, Maine. <laughs> so Maine beaches or Florida beaches? Ooh, uh, Florida. Florida. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I pulled up two brewing companies in your area in Maine where you are now prior to moving. Uh, Sabago Brewing Company or Island Dog Brewing? Uh, definitely Sabago. Not only just because of the, the, their brewing, but they have, they have great burgers. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, if you get down here to Florida, my brother and sister-in-law have a brewery down in St. Pete. So uh, beer's on me. Uh, yeah, I'd de definitely love to. Definitely, I have a, well, I have a, one of my friends, um, Boys Town brothers and alumni, Shaq Barrett, uh, plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know if you've heard, or he was an NFL sack leader last year for Tampa Bay. Yes, um, I his name, and uh, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. I used to, I would go in, when I was in college, I would go and wrestle him and his brother, Kevin Barrett, who was a better wrestler than Shaq. They were both state champs for us at Boys Town. Uh, but I would go in uh, and, and be able, and I was I'd beat up on those guys. I don't know if I could beat up on Shaq so much anymore, but uh, I coached his I coached his younger brother Dominic Barrett, uh, who was an amazing wrestler. Who will probably he plays at Morningside. He's a nose guard at Morningside College in Iowa. Um, but uh, we were planning on coming down to a game, a Tampa Bay game. Hopefully, if they're playing and they're allowing fans, love to come down there and. And, uh, and check that out. So we're actually planning a Florida trip here in the next couple months. I'll message you on, how have we been talking on Facebook, right? Yep. So I'll message you myself, my personal cell, and then you can text me and then we'll have each other's information. And then, yeah, man, I'd love to get Shaq on if you wanted to talk a little bit about wrestling because one of the big promotions, not promotions, but one of the big things I yell loudly about, and I'm probably not the only one, is how important wrestling is to football so to have a guy come on and say while wow, I'm in the NFL and it 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 helped get here because of that would be a huge voice yeah for sure I'll reach out to him uh, I'll reach out to him and I'll reach out to his, uh, his brothers too because um, the whole Barrett family they're all from Baltimore um, and the Barretts you know every single one of those boys are all state champs national champs I mean they're all they're beasts so the whole family um, he's very well known in the wrestling community, so I uh, I'll definitely reach out to him and see and see uh, see if we can get something done there. Yeah, that's amazing. So, all right, Cornhusker football or Cornhusker wrestling? Ooh, uh, I definitely probably would say Cornhusker wrestling just because I'm a Michigan football fan. So, <laughs> uh, uh, my uh, my little cousin. I think she just graduated from Michigan or she's a senior there. She might've just, I think she just graduated from there. So uh, my uncle would tell me a lot about it. So Kool-Aid or lemonade? Oh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Uh, there used to be a uh, barbecue place down here in Florida and you'd go in and they'd have Kool-Aid in one of those uh, jugs and you would just press the button, get Juliet, like one of those. Yeah, yeah. They're part of the neighborhood. So I, I don't know about this, so correct me if I'm saying something wrong, but it said this is very popular where you are, so I compared it to something very popular in Florida. So raisin pie or key lime pie? Uh, key lime pie. Okay. And, I'm, uh, I'm a sucker for a good key lime pie. Oh, well, I know where to get some of that too, so I'll let you know. And then uh, I guess in the – so you're in the you, – you, you spent most of your young life in Nebraska, and then – You've spent some of your adult life in Maine. Uh, 
So you're probably familiar with the Rocky Mountain oyster or the, I guess in Maine, they call them the Pemaquid. I guess it's a famous oyster that you can get there that comes off the bottom of the water in a cup or some craziness. But uh, yeah, Rocky Mountain yeah, not a fan of the Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, not yeah the other oyster, not the Rocky Mountain oyster. I've uh, <laughs> I've I've I haven't been able to bring myself to eat those yet. So <laughs> they said they were so. Uh, what did the article say? <clears throat> Due to all the amazing farms in Nebraska, Rocky Mountain oysters are a huge uh, delicacy. So I was like. The way they said it was they find these raw things laying around, so they put them to use. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't been able to haven't been able to do that. It's not not my not my cup of tea. But I do I do like seafood though. I uh I I was an assistant manager or assistant GM at a seafood restaurant for years and um love seafood so But what's better, the main the main lobster roll or the Boston lobster roll? Oh, Maine lobster rolls are by far the best. Um, I actually, my, my favorite lobster meal is a lobster asparagus, uh, lobster asparagus Alfredo. Ooh. I like Alfredo. Yeah, it's really good. Alfredo, so I think Alfredo sauce is like bacon. They put it on everything to make it taste better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, this has been I'm glad. I mean, I, I wish I could see you. I wish you could come on live one day, but this has been amazing just to do it like this. And you have my link, so you are always welcome. You, I, I think you see where I, I finally created a, a business page for the show. I felt like after yep. 70 of these, I kind of had the right to do that. So I kind of put, put them all in one place. Um, I have been putting them on YouTube too. So uh, once I figure out... Uh, once I get your, your, your interview up here, I'll tag you wherever I put it so you can have access to it and, and uh, use it how you like. All right, awesome, yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we got the working title of my memoir. It's called No Bad Boys or Girls. Nice. And the title is inspired, the title is inspired um, by Father Flanagan, who was the founder of Boys Town. Uh, one of his most famous quotes was, there are no bad boys. There's only bad teaching, bad environments, bad examples, and so on, kind of in a nutshell. Um, and so he's, you know, that's one of the, our, our, one of my firm beliefs as well with Father Flanagan and, and many others that there are no such thing as a bad, there's no such thing as a bad kid. Um, and so that's, that's kind of just what we're, what we're, what we're wanting the message to get out. And I have along with my story, I've got several others who, um, who I've worked with and who I've gone to school with and close friends and family of mine who've, uh, who are also wanting to share their story and their experience um, and attach it to my book. I'm kind of at a, as a letter form, so there's going to be a lot of other stories, not just mine in there, um, of other young people who have gone through tremendous adversities and been able to overcome them. So What's I'm excited to get that out, and I'll make sure I'll make sure you get a copy of that when it's out. For sure, and if uh, if all you guys want to come on at once and talk about it, it's good for me, good for you, good for everyone. Yeah, how, for sure, well, definitely. How can people out there um, um, help? you with what's going on up there in Maine and, and other places around the country to keep wrestling in these high school programs and in these college programs. Uh, do you have a, a link they can go to, a Facebook page they can go to, or, or somehow, uh, I don't know, what, what would you tell people to do to be able to reach out to that community and help them? 
Um, I would say, you know, just, you know, there's a petition, um, there's a petition out there and you can find it on the main wrestling, the main high school wrestling Facebook page. Um, and my Facebook name is, it's a long one and it's kind of an outrageous one. Uh, I do it intentionally for people to make it a little bit more difficult to find me on there. Um, and also to, uh, I use my sense of humor in sometimes the stranger ways. Um, but my Facebook name is, uh, uh, Holly Hoho, Antonio Russo Casares, um, Smith. It's a kind of a goofy name, but, um, like I said, it's intentional, but, um, that's my Facebook. And then, um, we will we'll have a website coming up here within the next, the next 30 to 60 days. Um, it's going to, uh, we're looking at no bad boys, um, no either. Uh, so no bad boys or ndb.com. So, um, we'll have that out and I can get all that stuff to you as soon as that's up and running. Um, but just petitioning into the Scarborough uh, School District to save, you know, calls, emails, letters, whatever we can do, just bombard the Scarborough you know, District with uh, people that, you know, with our supporters that and just wrestling has to stay. We have to keep it. Perfect. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. And once I get this, uh, once I pull the recording and uh, I put it on some platform so I can put it on social media, uh, we'll have uh coach russo tag his link and his information on the bottom so that i uh, you know how to get a hold of him coach russo um i good luck with the move and everything i hope you get over to michigan safely um uh, how is your uh how's your daughter doing uh good luck with that and uh i'm sure she's a little fighter yeah no my daughter's doing good i also have a seven-year-old son with my wife expecting to my seven-year-old uh he's excited um he loves he loves wrestling as well uh he's done it for now a couple of years so um but my daughter she's tough and she's fighting and uh, i also you know throw out there too that um you know cystic fibrosis is a it's a it's a pretty intense disease and, and wrestling is one of those sports where um, it really helps uh it helps lung function uh, there's a kid um there's a couple kids actually one of the kids i got a chance to meet up here in maine who has cf who was a state champ and there's other kids that have cf that have turned to wrestling to really help with their disease because um, the lung function isn't well already, but wrestling somehow keeps their immune system strong and it, and it helps their lung function. So, um, you know, cystic fibrosis and you know, incorporating that with what we're doing with wrestling and research and, uh, and all that is, is, is really exciting too. So, but I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on and look forward to getting to know you more and coming on again. Yeah, man. And, and, uh, appreciate everything you're doing for wrestling and, uh, Everything will, everything will be good on the other side, man. You have a good one. Yeah. All right, man. Take care, man. God bless. Thanks. You too.